Hello and welcome to Cannon and Cockrell. My name is Michael and I'm a Spurs fan. And I'm Jason and I'm an Arsenal fan. And I thought that Spurs would have a new manager by now, only a couple of days away from the Euros, but that doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon. Uh, so instead, we can uh, turn our attention to international football and I can forget about this uh, godforsaken football club and the pathetic excuse for a manager search. Um, Jason, how, how are you feeling and are you looking forward to the, the European Championships? But it's funny you said that because you'll just be uh, seeing Roberto Martinez be mentioned every time related to Spurs, every time he comes on the screen. So that'll be exciting. Um, maybe Gareth Southgate too. But yeah, in the Euro side, I was saying offline just now how ugh, I'm just delighted to be finished with Arsenal for a bit. Um, it is nice to have some Arsenal representation in, in um, the, the home country I support of England because it was looking very increasingly likely we'd have no one. Um, but we have our player of the season, uh, Bukayo Saka, and that, that's exciting. And, and a few players uh, across the international squads as well. But um, yeah, it's nice to turn my attention to something more positive. Um, it's been a weird start to the summer transfer-wise already. Um, and to be honest, I don't really want to look at it until mid-August when the, season, then the Premier League season starts again. But um, I'm sure I'll be dragged onto the topic as soon as someone drops an Andreas Chavinesque performance in the Euro and linked with them and, uh, and the fandom goes crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, are you... I guess we can't completely ignore the fact that the past couple of weeks you've had about seven managers literally appointed. Um, you know, it, it's... An, I'm not, no, did he ever manage this league? I'm thinking Mancini, but... He did, you know. yeah. Euro 2016, I think, Conte oh, was... Um, there you go. Well, he's, he's um, I'm sure they'll mention him in the Italy games. So you'll have that salt rubbed in your wound as well. I mean, how are you feeling about how the last couple of weeks has gone? Because it's just been a, more of a roller coaster than the Jose days. Yeah, I mean, this um, manager search has become an absolute farce now, really. Um, I think today is 50 days since uh, Mourinho was sacked and, and we still don't have a manager and, and clubs who sacked their managers after us like Palace or, or Wolves are looking like they're going to appoint their replacements uh, before we do. So uh, it's just emblematic, really, I think, of, of the reasons why the fans are so kind of fed up with, um, or at least why I'm so fed up with Daniel Levy's running of the club. I mean, the same way in terms of our managerial appointments under his ownership we've kind of lurched from one style to another this manager search like you said every day every week there's a different name and and they're completely different in style from before and I suppose the Conte thing is probably the best example of that someone who completely goes against the profile that we stated we were looking for but you know despite that you still get excited because he's, he's one of the best managers in the world and maybe it, you know you think oh maybe this signifies a change in how we're going to do things we are going to start acting like a big club but then it it falls through after everybody saying it was a, a done deal and it just kind of hot on the heels of the Pochettino thing and the Nagelsmann thing and Ten Hag which people are saying could still happen now it's just I've gone to the point now where I, I I don't care anymore I just want a manager in and it's, it's kind of sucked all the you know getting a new manager in should be an exciting fresh start but the, the, the whole way this process has gone um it sucked all the joy and excitement out of it. And now it would be more just a sense of relief rather than 
uh, anticipation when, when we finally get a manager through the door. And I, I feel sorry for whoever it is, because after the, the well-publicised and ultimately unsuccessful pursuits of Pochettino and Conte, whoever it is now is going to be underwhelming and undermined from day one, because everyone will know what we could have had. And I mean, in football, it's rare you, you get your first choice, whether that's a player or a manager. Pochettino wasn't first choice when we first appointed him. But this time around, it's not even that whoever comes in won't have been the first choice. They won't have been the second choice, the third choice, or the fourth, the third, fourth choice either. They'll be at best the fifth or sixth choice. Um, you know, it, it'd be even more public as well, the fact that someone else could, and in a lot of people's eyes, should have got the job. So, yeah, very feeling very... Um, dejected about Spurs right now very pessimistic about our chances now for next season because everyone else is getting a move on with transfers and, and new signings and, and we don't even have a manager and there's not going to be much of a pre-season once the Euros are over so uh, we need to get a move on but it's not looking like we have a lot of options out there at the moment so don't, don't feel too down B uh, Jonathan Woodgate's 80 to 1 I think he's uh, he's been sacked hasn't he has he is he not at Bournemouth anymore have I fake news it? I don't know. Hold, I, hold on. I feel like Bournemouth are in the market for a new manager. I saw so. today. No. Uh, sorry. Sorry. He hasn't well, been sacked. He's facing that with Scott Parker right up. We could pay Bournemouth compensation for Jonathan Woodgate, I suppose. Yeah. Pay for uh, Michael Carrick, available. Sol Campbell, why not? 100 to 1. Yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to add. I imagine you're you're loving this. I know Arsenal fans are probably very happy that the Conte deal fell through because I suspect if we had got that over the line, you would have been a little bit worried. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it didn't make sense. I kept saying, but why? And then all the reasons why he didn't go were all the reasons why I said, why would he go? And I don't think you need conversations with Spurs to know their reputation. They don't win trophies and they don't spend money. Um, they're a small club. And, you know, they didn't need to know that he would want money. Um, he wants to win things. He wants control. Um, and he leaves things worse than when they started. So, Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a giant waste of time. Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't know how talks got as... Like, something doesn't add up here. Because I don't know how the talks got as far as they did. And then it's only at the end that all of this comes up. Like you said, everyone knows our reputation. Everyone knows his reputation. It never seemed like a perfect match, but the fact that talks got so advanced made you think, well, okay, there must be something here. But did it? I mean, was it just briefed to suit both parties? For Spurs well, to try and pressure Pochettino or Ten Hag, who were in contract, or and for Conte to, to get some bigger clubs maybe interested, thinking, oh, you know what, if he's going to go to Spurs, he'll come to us. Well, also, a, a lot of people don't think it's a coincidence that it was clearly being briefed to the press in England that it was a done deal on the day of the deadline for season ticket renewals. And then the very next day was when it came out that it had fallen through. Um, I don't know in, in reality how realistic it is that that sort of chronology could match up or that you, you could do something like that. But it says something about how Spurs fans feel towards the club right now and how they think the club feels towards them that that theory has actually proved quite compelling amongst Spurs mm. fans. That they, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you think about the role of PR in society, that's it's what it's about. You know, it's 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 uh, leveraging the news agenda to to promote your products and services, and that's damn right what they did. 
but it makes us look even worse now though doesn't it now it's fallen through yeah it, it makes us look even it makes the whole you know it's become a bit of a joke now the the manager search when beforehand i think people would have understood if we hadn't even bothered going for conte because they would have said well that's never going to work out but to go for it and then have it fall through it it just makes you look a bit silly it is lovely to watch i mean and now does, yeah no you higher as well will inevitably inevitably end up being someone who we could have hired two months ago yeah no it's true because you think oh okay wait till the end of the season to see who's available and okay i get if you've got a chance of bringing pochettino back why not go for it if you think conte could be interested why not go for it even though there's all the obvious doubts there that i would have had if if that had happened but if you then end up hiring a manager who you could have got ages ago you've just wasted all of this time that you could have spent giving them uh, time to bring in their players and stuff and as as always we'll end up doing all of our business on deadline day now and probably make a slow start to the season because of it and, and be playing catch-up I mean you've got to think like you know slightly different circumstances well very much so but Ferguson decided he was going to leave United you know there's about a month's notice or a few weeks notice and then you know in the season they said right Moyes is in charge now and it, it was all sorted behind the scenes and you know, a bit, I think United might have done it again when Giggs took over and then they had a new manager in the wings. I can't remember if it was Jose after Van Gaal, but it was like, you know, there's a plan. You've had so much time unless they're waiting for someone who's um, who's managing the Euros. And as we said, that could be Roberto um, Wigan FA Cup winner, <laughs> Martinez. Well, maybe soon to be European Championship winner, which I guess would make some people feel a little bit better about that appointment if that was to happen. But absolutely, uh, absolutely, I think I know who your pick for the winner is then in the sweep. <laughs> um, yeah, but just, just, just to add. I mean, it kind of makes me grateful in a in a weird way that we have some sort of stability, whatever it, you might call it, at Arsenal. That we're not really, you know, we should have worried about the manager. We know the issues been put to bed now. Um, and, and you know we can focus on the, on the things that that really matter at the end of the day, and that's that's the quality of the players who are going to uh, keep the ball out of the net and put the ball in the net. Yeah, I guess that that's a sign of of just how much of a mess we've made of this. That we're we're making you now feel happy about stability at Arsenal, which isn't something you you associate with that club in recent years. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Right. But speaking of the Euros, yes. uh, we're going to do a, a big Euros preview here and we're going to do the classic um, going through each group on the UEFA website, their tournament predictor, which you can look up and do play along at home if you want to. Excellent. And we're going to go uh, group by group. We've each got it open on our laptops and we're going to predict the entire tournament. So if you want to know what's going to happen at Euro 2020, 21, whatever we're calling it, here's the place uh, to find out. So Group A, I don't know if Jason, you want to kick us off with Group A and, and tell us how you think Group A might might shape up, who you think is going to finish first, second, third and fourth in that group. And of course, some third place teams will go through to the knockout stage as well. We'll pick our four best third place teams after we've filled in all the groups, but maybe along the way you might have an idea about who those teams might be. Um, so yeah, Group A, Jason, what, what, what are you thinking? Absolutely right. Let's go in here. I think we always have to remember um, that yours truly predicted England to win the World Cup against Ivory Coast um, in 2010. So, yeah, I have a very good um, good record of these things. So, Group A, you say, how, how do you want to do this in terms of, would you like me to just one to four it or? 
maybe uh yeah maybe maybe say that the four teams in it and then and then do your one to four and then i'll do my one to four and we'll see whether we align all right so we have four very exciting teams in in group a um we have uh the italians the italians conte's finest they're actually Mancini's finest um the swiss hopschwitz um old our old uh abode um the welsh home nations and the turkish so you know what i think they're pretty at their peak i mean by reputation you'd say italy are above them but actually i think it's a pretty even group i'm not sure about you yeah i think it's actually a really after italy who i think will will top it the other three teams you you could kind of see finishing in in any position i think they're quite evenly matched although well, i would I, say that yeah Turkey Gareth, did really well recently yeah and i saw there's been a, a graphic going around on social media kind of highlighting how turkey have i think one of the lowest average ages with their squad and some mm. of the fewest average minutes played over the course of the past season yeah. which some people might think could be a big advantage this summer because of the kind of compressed season we've had through because of covid that any yeah. country that has kind of fresh players who aren't as fatigued might have a bit of an advantage there mm, so there you go put your money on them um so in terms of my order i'll do reverse order for drama um so even though i said they might have a chance i'm putting turkey rooted bottom uh based on reputation um i'm going for third place the swiss um because i just think aaron ramsey and gareth bale the the ex-Spurs and Arsenal double act. I do say ex-Spurs because uh, you're going back to Madrid. Um, <laughs> and, and topping the group, Italy, just based on reputation, just a bit of gut feel that they're going to do the uh, Eurovision Euro 2021 double. So, um, yeah, Italy, Wales, Switzerland, Turkey in that order. Um, how are you looking on, in, in Group A? So I'm, I'm Italy top as well. I've got Switzerland fourth. Huge. I hate I hate to do that to Switzerland because, as you said, it, it's we we We're both. All they for you. I know exactly. We both used to live there. I love them. I don't want them to finish fourth. I want them to go through. But I do think Turkey and Wales. I I I feel like Turkey. They they seem to be in good form. And they um had a big win over the Netherlands in World Cup qualifying recently. They've got some interesting players. I'm kind of torn between Turkey and Wales in terms of who's going to finish second or third. I think I'm going to have Wales second, Turkey third, because I think Wales, you mentioned it as well, the firepower. I think Gareth Bale probably is the standout superstar player in this group. And I feel like he could be a difference maker for them. So I'm going to go Italy top, Wales second, Turkey third, Switzerland fourth. Am I right in thinking Dan James is Welsh? He is, yeah. Yeah, so they've got, listen, they've, they've, they've got something. They've got something. And of course, 2016, they got all the way to the semi-finals, so... Which is amazing, absolutely amazing. So Group B, we've got Russia, Belgium, Denmark and Finland. Mm, yeah, I, over to you to tell me what that's going on in there. Well, I, I think, I suspect we'll both be agreed on Belgium being top. Oh yeah, by a mile. It seems like a one of, maybe one of the easier groups. Um, no disrespect to anyone else. I think Denmark second. Mm, yeah, um, same to me. They've got a lot of good players um a few well one current spurs player in hoiberg one former spurs player in ericsson and maybe one future spurs player in uh, Joachim anderson mm-hmm. uh, christensen as well kasper schmeichel in goal i think they've got a pretty good mm. team uh, Bentner's not around anymore no the, the legendary bentner Gutted. um 
and then I guess Russia, Finland for third or fourth. Um, I think Russia probably third, Finland fourth is probably how I see it shaping up. Yeah, so that's exactly how I've put it. I mean, the Russians they have turned up recently. I mean, they're 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 a dark horse, and I don't know. I reckon they could be. You know, just a caveat to everyone that there are some teams. I think it's four third place teams uh, do get through to the knockout stages. So, you know, for me, Russia could be one of those um, to do it. Yeah, I think I think that could. I think the same. Yeah. Um, are you happy for me to kick off uh, Group C? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So again, I think similarly. Um, apart from Turkey's victory over the Netherlands, you mentioned, um, you'd think based on paper they would do it, they would win this group. Yeah, I think Netherlands will top this. And then, you know, I don't really know much about Ukraine at all. It, am I right in thinking, and I might be like five years too late on this, that Shevchenko was managing them and might still be managing them? I think he is still managing them. Ah, so that, that's, that's a nice little... Um, celebrity type managerial appointment there i mean i think austria i don't know again just i always thought of marco announcement he's not even playing anymore i think he went to china and never came back um so i do have austria down there i think it could be a complete coin flip ukraine and austria and let's be honest i mean they have got some really good results recently north macedonia but if you're going for a predictor and, and you're playing it for how you really feel gut feeling that they're, they're rooted bottom for me. It's funny because until until you said that, I, I had North Macedonia bottom as well. But then when you mentioned their kind of good results recently, mm. I, I'm kind of tempted now to put them third and have them maybe as a kind of wild card, one of the third place teams to go through. Wow. I just, I don't know. I all of a sudden got a gut feeling about it, which I didn't have until you reminded me of kind of some of their because didn't they beat Germany recently? Yeah, they beat Germany. I was looking at their past results because we were all having a laugh at their expense. Sorry, North Macedonians. And, um, and yeah, it seemed to be good results. Bit of trivia for you I listened to on the radio. They, um, they made, whoever sponsored their shirts, made them new shirts. And the fans went mad, hated it because it was burgundy, which is similar to Portuguese kit. And they've gone, they've withdrawn the kit and they're going back to their old one. Wow. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm going to put them in third, Austria fourth, Ukraine second. That's how I'm. That's what I'm going for. Wow. Okay. North Macedonia to win. You heard it here first. And who who have you got? Um, so if you've got Netherlands top and North Macedonia bottom, how have you done second and third place? So for me, it's Austria second, Ukraine third. Again, I've kind of gone based on reputation. It's a little bit safe, but um, you know, I just think these big teams after an exhausting year european wide um the big teams are going to have enough to power through interesting so we're, we're perfectly aligned on group b but group a and c we've both gone for, for slightly different although we agree on on the number one teams yeah yeah so we're, we're, we're pretty close so group d is is the big mm. one as far as we're concerned we've got england scotland croatia and the czech republic mm. i i'm a bit worried about england I agree. I very much agree. I feel like we're repeating the mistakes of the past. You know, 2018 World Cup, there was no expectations. It felt like we were going with a team who were all there because they deserve to be. Whereas this time around, there's a lot of hype, obviously, because of how well we did at the World Cup. It's basically a home tournament for us. 
And it feels like we've, we've gone back to the old ways of a lot of players being in the squad based on reputation. Who you know, Should yeah. Henderson and Maguire really be there if they can't Absolutely. play? Trent, when he was called up, like, yeah, he's great, but was he the most in form? I mean, yeah. even you argue Grealish versus um, Lingard. Like, come on, based on form? Well, exactly. And also with Grealish as well, it seems like we're kind of repeating the whole can you fit Gerrard and Lampard in the same team with the Grealish, Mount, Foden? I feel like we don't know what our best team is. There's yeah. a lot of players there who shouldn't be. We've got a lot of injuries in key positions. I'm not sure that this is going to be as good a tournament for us. as a lot. I mean, I think a lot of bookies have us down as the favourites, which I yes. think is mainly because of the home advantage factor. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how much for home advantage, not to go into this controversial topic, but I don't know how much for home advantage it is if you're getting booed by your own fans before the match even starts. But I was, I was, I thought you were going to say just because there is no home nation this year, really. But um, yeah, that, that's a very good point. But that's that's to an to another day. I think another podcast covers that. Yeah. Uh, so with this group again, I feel like this is quite a, a close one. Um, I think Czech Republic will be fourth, but in terms yeah, of first, second, third, I think it could go any either way. I don't know whether you maybe have a, a firmer idea. I, I'm pretty firm on the fact that I think we're going to lose to Croatia the first game, we're going to draw to Scotland, and we're going to beat the Czechs. Right. So that puts England bang on second, with Scotland third and Croatia number one. But that, again, is based on gut feeling and reputation. Um, you know, the Scots could, could surprise us. I'm, I'm going to go for the exact same as you. And I think Scotland... Well, it's their first tournament for what 20 23 years or so yeah so and they you know that england game is going to be huge oh thirsty um so yeah i think i'm going to go through exactly the same order there croatia top england second scotland third czech republic fourth and maybe scotland is one of the the third place teams to yeah. go through to the next round i'd like to be uh, pleasantly surprised with with that group i think uh, better to be conservative in my mind but i could easily see us lose the Scots and finish third and maybe be the third team, third place team to get through. Could be. And maybe, who knows, that could be a, a blessing in disguise, potentially, like at the World Cup when we finish second in the group and we've got yep. a bit of an easier path to the semi-final. Absolutely. Group E. Group E. Do you want to give us a lowdown on Group E? Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting group. I mean... In, You've kind of got three tiers again, I'd say. You know, you've got your Spain, who by reputation are are miles above. But on in terms of playing talent by name, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with most of their squad, actually. Um, I don't know how they did in qualifying. They haven't done well recently in tournaments. It seems like that golden generation is gone and they're not even taking some of the, some of the ones who are left behind, like Sergio Ramos. Um, Poland, I think, have an amazing... Um, reputation you know recently they seem to have just they've got these sneaky little players and and uh, you know a lot of them played in Germany and they you know Lewandowski is must be was he the top goal scorer in, in Europe so you know you can't rule them out necessarily the Swedes I don't know they always turn up and do something um, is, is Latin Ibrahimovic there again he's not he was going to be but mm. now he's not Okay, I think that 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 uh, ruins their chances slightly. In Slovakia, I always rule them out, but then they always do something because they have that Hamzik guy with the cool hair, and he always seems to do something. But I think for me, you know, the order I just said them in: uh, Spain top, Poland second, Sweden third, and Slovakia fourth is is where I think the safe money is. 
Yeah, I think definitely Spain top and Slovakia fourth for me. I'm kind of torn on Poland and Sweden because Sweden seem to do quite well. Into, I mean, they got to the quarterfinals, didn't they, of the World Cup? Yeah. They seem quite a kind of well-organised, hard-to-beat side. But going forwards, I think, yeah, Poland definitely have the firepower. So I'll, I'll go the same, actually. I'll go Poland second, Sweden third. But I could, I could see Sweden maybe sneaking a draw against Spain, beating Slovakia and maybe maybe finishing second, but I'll, I'll go I'll go the same as you for that one, I think. Lovely. Lovely bit of a line in there. Fun fact about Spain, uh, mm. Brighton and Wolverhampton Wanderers have both have more players in the Spanish squad than Real Madrid do. There were no Real Madrid players in the <laughs> Spanish squad. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think it has to be the first time ever that that's happened. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know how Spanish is Real Madrid's starting lineup anymore. Well... You could argue one of their best players is is Welsh. Oh. And I guess, yeah, Ronaldo, Portuguese, Benzema, French. Um, who else Real Madrid got these days? Odegaard. Did you just mention Ronaldo? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he's not there anymore, is he? Uh, you're about three years too late. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of says it all about how much he's a junior yeah. dentist. That he's I still... Brazilian, isn't he? Yeah. I guess Sergio Ramos is the big yeah. outlier there. but uh, All season, I just saw him like in a suit in the stands. That's all I saw every time I watched the Real Madrid game. Speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, he may not play for Real Madrid, but he does play for Portugal, who are in Group F, which is the group of death. Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary. Death for Hungary. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like this is definitely one where the third place team is going to go through. You'd hope so. I mean, do you think anyone in the world would put Hungary anywhere before? I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, imagine if Hungary can cause a big upset here. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes one of the big teams just does so badly that the other team by default will do well. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'd, I'd love to know where your where your money is on this group because... I think France top for me and Hungary fourth. Okay. It's just Portugal and Germany. Where, where, I mean, Portugal, you think Ronaldo's getting on a bit, but then they've got the likes of Bruno Fernandes coming through. Jota. Jota. Um, who else have they got? Wolves but, team. Well, yeah, basically. Bernardo Silva, is he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. And Germany, you know, they, they didn't do well at the last World Cup, but it's Joachim Löw's last tournament. There's still a lot of talent there. You can never write them off. Oof. Portugal, of course, are the holders. Yeah, unbelievably. Yeah, I mean, they—I think they get—they got through as a third-place team in the in Euro 2016. I don't even think they won a game in normal time the whole tournament. Unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go Portugal second, Germany third, but Germany to go through as a third place, one of the best third-place teams. Mm. Well, I can tell you that we have three teams different. Whoa. Yeah. So, fourth place, Hungary, natural. Third place, I've put Portugal. Okay. Second place, I've put France. Interesting. And first place, I've put Germany. Wow. I, yeah. I just have this feeling it's Joachim Lowe's final tournament. Tuchel, the German, has won the, uh, won the Champions League this year. I feel like a lot of those German boys, especially the Chelsea ones, have got something to prove. 
I don't know, I mean, Nabbery and, and um, Muller's still around, and um, who else have they got? Who else? The Germans got Havertz and Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Sane? Is he Sane, uh... of course, attacking wide, and then defensively. You know, there are a few, a few, a few neat players and crews and, 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 you know, I just think, I've just got this feeling, I've just got this gut feeling that, that they're back, you know, that the Germans don't, don't uh, strike out twice. Um, and France, I think they might, you know, when they won the World Cup, people were like, yeah, maybe, maybe, but, you know, actually, I think that maybe they might get a little bit complacent. Um, but that might be wishful thinking. And, and the Portuguese, again, uh, you might be right. I mean, the Portuguese could win the group. They could easily, but I'm, I'm going for that. I'm going for that. I'm sticking with that gut instinct. And, and uh, I think that's the group we've really um, disagreed on as such. I was going to say, that's, I think, our biggest, our biggest difference. But I think you've, you've convinced me. I'm going to stick with my prediction because I've already locked it in. But you've, you've convinced me on, on Germany. And, and with that group, I think, as you said, you could literally see it going anyway i mean throw it up in the air and see where it lands i think apart from hungary i think everyone probably thinks france portugal and germany could are interchangeable there yeah i mean what's great is there are lots of interesting games to watch in that group if you're a neutral so uh yeah so the four best uh, placed teams um are you are you pretty um set on this have you got a gut feeling or do you think again it's it could just be a pot of luck at the end so my my um third place teams that I've got from my predictions are Turkey, Russia, North Macedonia, Scotland, Sweden, and Germany. Mm. I'm going to go for Turkey, Russia, Scotland, and Germany, I think, as my four. To North Macedonia and Sweden. So you've got Turkey. I've got Switzerland. You, I have Russia. You have Russia. I've got Russia. Yeah. I don't have Ukraine, and I don't have Scotland. I have Sweden. Is your Sweden as well? Yeah, I've got Sweden. And then I have Portugal, whereas you have Germany. Yeah. Fine. So yeah, pretty. I've got this one. No, there's two. We have two in common. There you go. So we're through to the knockout stages. We're through. Congratulations. You got through the group stage. Relatively unscathed. Yeah. So uh, what's your first round of 16 match? So I have Belgium versus Sweden. What about you? I have Belgium versus Scotland. Ah, okay. Well, I think we're probably both unanimous, but I don't know whether you think the Scots could do something. This is one of these games where I can feel... Maybe the Scots take it to extra time, mm, but great. maybe but Belgium just kind of have that little bit of quality to to get them over the line. But but Scotland will put up a good fight. I I, I can almost see Scotland maybe doing a little bit of a Wales twenty sixteen here, just because it's their first yeah. tournament for ages. There is they, Scotland do have some pretty good players, but I think Belgium will will just have too much uh, quality and experience in this one. Yeah, I think that's good justification, and I think against if it is Sweden, I mean. You know, they would have just scraped there, I think, through third place. Um, the Belgians have quality. They have the new Spurs manager in place. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going Belgium for that one into the quarters. And then my next uh, tie is Italy versus Ukraine. Mm. 
Interesting. I've got Italy versus Austria, so I'd argue a slightly stronger opposition. Um, I feel like Italy-Ukraine is a game I've seen recently. I feel like a lot of these are repeated. And I was actually just looking and realised usually we have we go straight to quarterfinals, don't we? So they've expanded the Euros this time, or was, did that happen last time? I think they, they, they did expand it. 2016, I think, was the first time they did it, so it is still quite new. Yeah, yeah, it felt a bit unfamiliar. I guess I guess it's nice. At least it's not Europa League last 32. Yeah. Otherwise, well, they'll get there eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, Italy, Austria for me. Um, I'm going Italy. I think uh, you know, again, good manager. I'm not really sure about their squad actually. I wouldn't mind having a look. Um, they've got some good players, Italy actually. Um, I was looking at earlier. They've obviously there's Jorginho. Um, oh, yeah. Verratti, Barella, who is a big player for Inter Milan this season. Um, they've still got Benucci and Chiellini knocking about. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I swear they've only lost, I think I've read they've only lost two games in the past three years or something ridiculous like that. That's mad. They're on a really good run of form and Mancini is a good manager, I think. I think Italy could be real dark horses to yeah. potentially go all the way. Donnarumma. Um, good keeper, although I think he's out of contract, isn't he? Yeah, apparently he's going to PSG. Very good. Um, saves uh, Lloris for Spurs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Immobile and Insigne. Yeah, got, again, they, they're, they seem like a bit of a dark horse. Um, but against Austria or, or Ukraine, I think uh, that they should have no problem with that. So I'm not sure if that is the same for you, but I think we both have a Belgium-Italy quarterfinal. We do, yeah. Different paths to get there, but we both got Belgium Italy as one of our quarterfinals. All paths lead to Belgium Italy. And so my my next uh, last sixteen is France versus Russia. Huh. Interesting. Mine is nowhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> then, then who, do you, who do you have winning out of interest? I think uh, I think France will take that. You sure? sure. Yeah. Sure, the ghost of our Shavin can't convince you? Uh, our Shavin and Pavlichenko. Oh, good times. Those are the happy days. Spurs in 10th, Arsenal in 4th. Um, so mine is, uh, I was going to say the German derby, but it only works for Zurich, really. Uh, Germany versus Switzerland. Wow. Yeah, big game. Um, the neighbourinos at the border are going to be having fun. Um, and of course, as much as I love the Swiss, I think the Germans are gonna are gonna get through that pretty unscathed. And then, what's your your next uh, last sixteen game? Next is our beloved England, and we're playing Poland. I've got exactly the same England Poland. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean, funny enough, now I look at that fixture, I have this horrible feeling that Pol- Polish could do us. Lewandowski maybe on a. Yeah, I just have a feeling like, you know, we would have scraped through the group and then we all know what happens. What do you reckon? I, um, I think England, England uh, 1-0. England 1-0. I mean, I'm going for England just out of blind loyalty. Um, who knows? The scoreline is in the gods. So again, we, we have a France-England, both of us, I think, a France-England quarterfinal. We do. So we're we're kind of even though we've got different groups, different matches, we're we're coming towards a similar. Let's see if this trend continues. If our quarterfinal lineup is uh, matches up. So okay, <laughs> sorry, I got lost for a moment. <laughs> Your we both have a Germany England 
semi-final. The Germany-England semi-final? Quarter-final. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I, <laughs> I got completely confused there. We have a different... I've got France-England, you've got Germany-England. Ah, I've got Germany-England, got you, okay. Okay, sorry, I, I made a big mistake there. No, no yeah. that's all right, different paths. That's the first time we're really forking off here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded a bit rude, that. I was going to say, no, no, no puns intended. Um, so my next one is Spain-Russia. Ooh, I'm Spain-Turkey. Oh, uh, again, it, it seems like a pretty obvious outcome to me that Spain, Spain would win that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a solid 3-0 win, isn't it? <laughs> I'm kind of tempted to predict Turkey to pull off an upset against Spain. Why not? You know what? It's, uh, it's the summertime. You can let your hair down. Yeah, I mean, my, my my head is saying it probably will be Spain, and that's probably the sensible prediction. But in the spirit of putting North Macedonia, I put North Macedonia as a third-place team and then didn't actually put them in the knockouts. <laughs> so I need to do something maybe a little bit out of the ordinary. So I'm going to go for Turkey over Spain. Spain to go out in the last 16. Brave. Very brave, but I like it. Um, who's your next one? My next one is Croatia versus Portugal. Ooh, big game. Big game. I mean, I'm, I don't know. What, what's your gut feeling on that? I think Portugal for that. I yeah. feel like Croatia's best... I mean, Luka Modric can only do so much. He's getting on a bit now. Um, there's other good Croatian players I know, but I'm, I'm struggling to think of them right now. I just think Portugal have... They've got the experienced players, but it seems like they've also got a good young generation coming through as well they've got i think the right balance and, and they are the holders so i think that counts for something as well so i'm, I'm going to go portugal there interesting um i think that i think there's that class with portugal so i wouldn't i wouldn't argue too much with that and i guess if luca modric is aging that would be perfect time for spurs to bring him back on loan um, bring, bring luca home so i've also got a croatian game but against france so a slightly flip there um and naturally, I think I would agree with you that the French, in terms of class and, and the quality they have, should have enough. Um, you never know. The Croatians have been good, big, big team players and big tournament players recently. But uh, yeah, why bet against the French? They're the favourites. So we'll go for that. So that that gives me a Spain-France quarterfinal. Wow. you like Spain-Portugal. I've got Turkey Portugal. Turkey Portugal, of course. Wow. Yeah. Shame. Spain Portugal would have been a fine, fine game. Spain Portugal probably would be a much better game, but I've, yeah. I've gone too deep now with my mad Turkey predictions. So the border derby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we, we're we're getting pretty similar now towards the end. Um, I have Netherlands Portugal. I have Netherlands Germany. Oof. For both. Pretty hard games, both of them. Well, I don't know. Are the Netherlands even good anymore? They have, I thought they had good players on, on paper. But then if they've lost Van der Beek and Van, de, Van Dijk... And they've got Frank there? de Boer as manager, who, uh, as we all know, didn't work out well for him at Crystal Palace. Who? Frank de Boer. Oh, Frank de Boer. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Van Aanholt to Palace scene. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Germany. To, I, I mean, I used to live in the Netherlands as well, so it hurts to kick them out, just like it hurt to kick out Switzerland. But I think Germany will will win that one in my matchup. I was going to say, I think they'll be quarantining you for a long time if you go back there, based on your predictions. Yeah. Not good. So you're you're going for Germany over there. Germany. Yeah. I can't blame you for that. For me, Netherlands, Portugal. Funny enough, my gut instinct was Netherlands. Interesting. But now, I kind of want to change it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to Portugal. I've done it. You've made me. <laughs> so, yeah, Portugal are going to beat the Netherlands. And I probably can regret that decision. So, do we have the final same game? Wales-Denmark? Yeah. Now, I was pretty, again, convinced on the Welsh, based on their recent experience and their quality, and I don't know much about the Danes, but I wondered with your, your risk uh, levels tonight, whether you're, whether you're going to change my mind. Yeah, so I'm really torn about this one, because I, I actually have a sneaky feeling that the winner, of, I mean, I don't know, it's tough because they're playing Germany, but... I have a feeling one of Wales or Denmark has a chance of getting to the semi-finals, but it's like, are Wales really going to get to the semi-finals two Euros running? Why not? Why not? I don't know. Ger- mm. I, okay, I need to not think about the fact that they're going to be playing Germany in my thing. I need to look at this game. I think this one's going to be really close, but once again, I just think of Gareth Bale and you can just picture him standing over a free kick. Oh, I, this could be one that goes to extra time penalties. But yeah, I just feel like the Welsh have more firepower. I think Denmark defensively have got better players, but I think Wales have um, better players going forwards. And so I think they'll find that goal, even if it's in the kind of 120th minute. Up the Wales. How about you? The Wales beat the Sharks. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wales for me against Denmark again. The Danes, I, I, I was listening about was it 92? Yeah. And, it, you know, I don't think lightning strike twice like, twice, strikes twice like that. Um, I think the Welsh will do it. I think you're right. Quality, Bale, he's playing and he's playing well. Ramsey as well. And they have a couple of other tricky fellows. Um, so, yeah, why not? Interesting. So we have our last eight. Yeah. Well, what was your final semi-final? Sorry. Uh, so I've got Port- Germany, Germany versus Wales. Germany, Wales. I've got Portugal, Wales. Interesting. Mm, so, so yeah, let's let's read our quarterfinals in whole. So I've got Belgium versus Italy, France versus England, Turkey versus Portugal, and Germany versus Wales. Interesting. For me, that sounds like a few uh, obvious ones for the for the next round, but we'll we'll hold on that. Um, I've got Belgium, Italy. Germany, England. Damn it, Germany, England. Uh, Spain, France. And Portugal, Wales. Interesting. So only one is aligned then. Yeah. So we've got very different paths and probably different semi-final combinations and maybe a different winner. Mm. So Belgium, Italy is the one that we've got in common. Who do you see winning that? Hmm. I've gone for Belgium. Martinez to beat Mancini. Yeah, just based on quality again. 
Italy, it depends. If they've been amazing throughout the tournament, they might do it. But I think, again, the Belgians, this is it for them. I think their generation, the Hazard and, and a, a lot of them. But then again, Lukaku and De Bruyne and, and your, but then your, your old Spurs defenders. and I don't know. I think this is it for the Belgians. So, yeah, I'll go for them. How about you? Well, I don't know where this quarterfinal is taking place, but I do. I don't know if it's at Wembley or if it's at one of the other stadiums, but we all remember when Roberto Martinez's Wigan beat Roberto Mancini's Manchester City in the FA Cup final. I wonder whether Mancini is going to get his revenge on Martinez. Oh, yeah. I'm, That's very good research. Well done. I'm going to go for Italy to pull off the upset here. Mm. And by the way, it's in Munich. So it's in Munich. Munich. Oh, that ruins my Wembley narrative. But I just, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, hmm. I mean, probably it's Belgium. But in the interests of throwing a spanner in the works, I'm going to predict Italy here. There you go. We, we, uh, we crossed paths again. So you've got Belgium, I've got Italy. So then, who's your your next quarterfinal? It's Germany, England, isn't it for you? Germany, England. Yeah, I'm gutted. Um, I'm not even going to try and try and wangle my way around this one. It's we're in St. Petersburg. Be a nice long trip, and the Germans are going to stuff us eight nil, and uh, and England are out again. And Gareth Southgate's out. And he's signed a contract with Spurs, so wow. no doubt in my mind that Germany beat England, and it's a Belgium Germany semi final. Interesting. What's going on on your side? So I've got France versus England, mm. uh, the the World Cup champions, France, and yeah, I've I've got England going out as well. Uh, Look at us optimists. <laughs> yeah, France England could have been the 2018 World Cup final. Should have been. It was very close, um, but yeah, so I, I've got an Italy France semi final. Interesting. And you've got Belgium Germany. 2006 World Cup final. Yeah, indeed. Maybe uh, there'll be another headbutt incident. Maybe. Well, Zinedine Zidane will be free at the moment. <laughs> Not in contract. Maybe he could be a Spurs manager. Maybe. Maybe. So, right. Belgium Germany versus Italy France. We're very different on that. And so then next, I've got Turkey Portugal then as my other quarterfinal. Ah, we are, we are different here. I am Spain France. Interesting. Oh, I feel Turkey, like... Portugal. What are you gonna are you gonna double down with the Turks? Uh am I gonna double down with Turkey? Oof, it's it's very tempting. They've got this far, you know, they've knocked out Spain uh by this point in my <laughs> my tournament. And they they've got through that group with Italy and Wales and Switzerland, so I think they'll be feeling pretty confident about themselves. But Portugal are the holders. They are they are Portugal. You know what? Yeah, let's double down Turkey. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You're getting a free holiday to Istanbul soon. <laughs> wow. When I look at it now, I'm like, I don't actually... It's like I do... I have... I obviously do think this could happen because I've done it, but I don't know. Now I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, how have I ended up with this? But you never know. That's the fun of the predictor games. Yeah. You just go with your gut. Um, Spain, France, in years gone by, would have originally been Spain, would have been a flip of the coin maybe four years ago. Now, 
again, I think I think the French. I mean, I've kind of contradicted myself because I wasn't. I was kind of doubting the French a little bit, but surely, surely against Spain in a big game. I think it's in Rome. It's in Rome. Yeah, French for me. So French go into the semi-final with with Germany. Wow. And Belgium. And so then my next quarterfinal is Germany-Wales. What's yours? Uh, Portugal-Wales. Portugal-Wales. So do either of us see Wales getting through to the semi-finals again? Not a chance for me. <laughs> Not a chance. I mean, don't know if you think they can. I mean, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not the Germans' biggest fan. Well, yeah it's funny because obviously I I was quite down on them in the group stage but now now I actually do have them going through to the semi-finals they weren't even they weren't even going through they weren't going to the tournament Um, yeah I'm gonna go for Germany I'm sorry Wales I I know I was talking up Wales and talking down (laughs) Germany but I kind of feel like once you get you know if Germany gets to the quarterfinals then I think it's a different proposition um so yeah I'm going Germany so, wow! What happens in terms of our our um, our semi-finals then? Are we, how similar are we? We both have France and Germany. Yeah, we both have France and Germany. So then I've I've got France playing Italy and Germany playing Turkey. Okay, so quite different. I've got France playing Portugal and Germany playing Belgium. Wow! Out of interest, that Portugal Wales game will be played in Baku. And I just, you never know in a game like that, very far away, whether um, there's a shock result. But, you know, that's hypothetical at the moment. So, Well, it's interesting, actually, to to consider the locations of the matches, because a lot, particularly in the group stage, a lot of countries will have home advantage for the whole group stage. Yeah. And you don't normally get that because obviously it's normally just one host country. But this this tournament, because of this all over Europe thing, you're you're right. Like that could have a huge influence on the outcome of games, where matches are and when. Yeah, it brings it all into uh, into question, which is nice. Kind of kind of levels the player playing field, but at the same time, it's like, really, did, did we not just have a pandemic past uh, eighteen months? No. Okay. Yeah. Um. So so hold on a sec. There, there's a chance that we have the same final here. Uh, what France Germany? France Germany. Yeah. I mean, I, the Germans are going to beat the Belgium, Belgium and France Portugal. Probably France for me. I mean, you never again. I can't see Belgium beating Germany. I can't see. You you could argue Portugal doing France, but again, twice in a row. I think Ronaldo's not necessarily finished, but certainly not at that level where he's going to do it again. I think famous last words. So for me, it's Germany-France. I mean, talk me through your logic. Well, it's interesting because obviously I've got Italy and, and Turkey and, and if they were to both win their semi-finals, then the last game of the tournament would be the same as the first game of the tournament because it's Italy-Turkey, which is going to kick us off on Friday night. Ah, love uh, it. be a nice little, you know, bring everything full circle. But I am also going to go, I think, for France and Germany. Now, that is fascinating how we've both come to that based on a very different path. It is, isn't it? We, we, we diverged massively, particularly in the quarterfinal stage, and yet we've come to the same place. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's how 
why there are big teams in football. You know, it's because they get to the finals and they and they win things. Uh, take notes, Spurs. <laughs> so we we need either Didier Deschamps or oh, maybe Joachim Love. Now it's even yeah. Germany. Come to Spurs. Final game before he heads off into the sunset. So do you, do you think Germany are going to win it? Win it all? Germany have been my bet. That's why I said it right at the start. I wanted them through because I just have this little feeling that everyone writes off the Germans at their peril. The manager's last tournament, you know, they've got some form players and they've got such good players. And why not? Based on that pathway, why not? Are you, are you in alignment or are we going like Arsenal Spurs, we're going in two different directions? Like Arsenal and Spurs, this is Cannon Cockrell after all, two different directions. I'm going to go for Hugo Lloris, the Spurs captain, to lift the European Championships trophy at Wembley and France to do the, the World Cup European Championships double. I'm, go, I'm going for the French. Uh, I think that's good. It, it does put some balance, but interesting. Very interesting. We'll, we'll be, uh, I know who will both be supporting if that's the final. <laughs> So there we have it. That's the Euro 2020 mapped out. A France-Germany final. We differ on who's going to be the winner, but if you uh, want to make any predictions yourself, that, that's what, that is it. That is the final, France-Germany. There you go. And it's live. And it's live. Do you have any other, um, any other predictions for the Euros? Top scorers? Any standout players? Anything you uh, think people should keep, keep an eye out for? Mm, I have hopes that Harry Kane doesn't do anything. Knock his value down by 50 million and getting City ASAP. Um, what other predos do I have? I just want to look at the look at the whole scene again. Um, I don't know. This because it's been a weird year, two years. I wouldn't rule out an underdog getting far. Maybe it's your Turkey. Uh, maybe you said a North Macedonia coming third. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I think on an England perspective, I just think you're right. It's, it, we've we've gotten cocky again. It's, it's not the same field as 2018. It's like all the others. I'd like to be proved wrong. I mean, Foden's gone and got a Gaza haircut today. I saw that, yeah. So, so you, know, you know exactly what's happening. And I'd just like to hope that we've got enough winners in there now for them to get us over the line. I mean, how amazing would that be? But... Yeah, the Germans and the French. I, there's no one else. When you look at it and say, who are the favourites? It's those two. You know, the rest, even Belgium, everyone is the best of the rest. Maybe Portugal um, in that kind of third spot. Um, I don't know. Out of interest, is there a third, fourth playoff? We didn't get to, uh, we didn't get the option. I don't know if they do those do that at the Euros. I have a feeling they don't. Thank God for that. Waste of time. <laughs> Absolute waste of time. Didn't we come fourth as well? We lost it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We lost to Belgium, didn't we? Oh, well done, Gareth. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as Arsenal players are unscathed and Arsenal targets are unscathed, I just hope for a, an enjoyable Euros, whatever it is, and, and I'm sure it will be. Once the inevitable England heartbreak is out of the way, I can enjoy it for what it is. How about you? Yeah, same. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's a good break. I think it. I think this has probably been the most we've probably both enjoyed an episode of this podcast for a while. A nice distraction, and hopefully the tournament itself will be one as well. Um, so yeah, I'm bring it on. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to have some 
proper enjoy international football again you know during the season when the international breaks it can seem like a bit of a chore but when you get to these tournaments there's there's nothing quite like it so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the euros fever it's what it's all about and I, I think we should probably align on um at some point about what's going on with our representatives um through the tournament yeah i feel like saka probably won't see too much game time but maybe uh, i don't know Xhaka maybe in switzerland might uh Absolutely. Put himself in the shop window for that move to link up with Mourinho in Rome. Yeah, Shaka. Um, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't even know who we have. I'm going to my our squad list. I think Leno's rotting on the bench. <laughs> Tierney. Tierney. Oh, of course. Well, Scotland. Yeah. He's had a tough uh, season with injuries, so I'm a bit concerned um, that that might that might damage him slightly. Um, Wow, we really haven't got anyone anymore, which is great on our side. You know, only Shaka, Saka, ooh, rhymes nicely, and Tierney and Leno. Yeah. So actually, it's great because everyone should be in pre-season nice and early and, and get a kick start. And I guess that's the only benefit over a lot of other clubs when we're in mediocrity. It means we have less international players. There's a, yes, quite a lot of players playing um, based on this season's lineup. Well, obviously, I mean, Kane is our only representative for the England team. Uh, I think Larice is our only representative at France. Hoiberg for Denmark. No Ndombele? No, no Ndombele. Bale? But, well, yeah, Bale, if you still consider him a Spurs player, I don't know what the situation there is. Hoiberg. Um, who else is there? Oh, of course, yeah. Alderweireld. Uh, a lot of former players for Tongan, Ericsson. <laughs> I was going to say Lamella, but then I got slightly confused. Um, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty good. I mean, it's interesting how Harry Kane's now the only English Spurs player. I mean, sorry, Spurs England player, because he used to have a lot recently. Well, the World Cup. Sure, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, the 2018 World Cup was all about Spurs because you had Trippier, you had Dyer. You had Delhi, you had Kane, you had Danny Rose as well. Um, but now, yeah, it's just just Harry. Who is your um, of the England squad? Who is your one to watch? The one you think, yeah, he's going to set the set the team alight if it goes right. Hmm. I mean, everyone's talking about Grealish and Foden, aren't they? As kind of being, I mean, you mentioned it with the haircut, the Gaza kind of figure. Um, so I feel like they're both kind of obvious picks. I wonder whether, like a Jude Bellingham or a mm. one, because you know that mid, the centre of midfield, nobody really knows who's going to play there. Henderson's looking injured. He didn't take Ward Prowse. I wonder whether either Bellingham or Rice or Calvin Phillips, one of those three, is kind of going to kind of make that position their own and re- really kind of break through. Very interesting. I, I, I was going to say Declan Rice. I have this feeling, but also um, you said Calvin Phillips, but I was thinking Calvert Lewin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he might just get that chance if things go a little bit iffy and we need to throw on another striker. Um, got a feeling, you know. I just I love the way he's played this year. And I think without the pressure of being the main man, a player of that calibre could thrive. Um, but, you know, there are, we have so much talent. You know, if everyone's performing to the best of their ability, no reason why we couldn't beat anyone. But we know, what, we know how it works. Unfortunately, we've, we've got that experience. Yeah, well, at least we've been, uh, you know, 
I think I suppose Arsenal fans as well, we're used to managing our expectations. So we've, we've gone in with low expectations. We both think England are getting knocked out in the last 16. So yeah, anything I know, about, um, I know about winning trophies, winning cup trophies, uh, you know, about losing finals. So we're covered either way, but with an expert opinion. We mentioned Jonathan Woodgate earlier. Let's not forget his uh, winning goal in the Carling Cup final at Wembley Stadium, of course, which will be hosting the Euros final. Maybe... Maybe it is Woodgate for Spurs after all. Oh, no thank you. 